Welcome to the Andrew Michael Matter Podcast. We wanted to record a bonus episode. Quantel, you're here. <laughs> you're here in the flesh, not just over Zoom. Yeah. And man, we have so many conversations on the phone and when we're just hanging out that aren't recorded. Yeah. And I legitimately mourn the loss of those conversations just because yeah. I, wa- I want to share those things that I want. I want to share my friend's thoughts. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how how heavy you want to get with this, but I I just want to give you a platform just to speak your mind about anything like this yeah. with the racial justice movement that's happening in America. Yeah. Now nah, let's 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 have our conversations. Let's invite the world into our conversations. So, um, sorry in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry in advance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, first, man, salute to you because you, you, you're my friend, and uh, in this moment, bro, I think friendship is key. Like, I think uh, coming here, not only being on your show, but being able to work behind the scenes and have real relationship. And I'm not saying it because you hear I told you before. Like, a lot of people have reached out to me, like, man, I want you to come on the show. Man, I want to do this. Can you come on platform? Been even invited to co-host the show with someone. I'm like, um, nah, that's sounds the timing is interesting you know and i, I mm-hmm. get that and i and, and i'm grateful to an extent because it's people are coming like hey i want you to speak on this so on one side i'm like i'm grateful and but i want to be mindful again like i told you man i i want to try my best to be a voice and not an echo and what i don't what i don't want to do i don't want to come on someone's platform who um is chasing hashtags and trying to build off the the momentum the misery, the division, and and, and capitalize mm. because this is the moment to look woke. This is the moment to uh, look like you're for racial unity. Um, I've been like kind of correcting myself because I know we we love this term racial reconciliation. And I I, I I was sharing with someone last night. How do you reconcile? Reconcile? How do you go back to what's never been? Yep. We started divided. Like the beginning of, of yeah, there's nothing it, good it, to go back. It to. was nothing to go back to. So when you be like, "Yo, racial reconciliation," I'm like, "When were we ever together?" So I think we got to start talk saying racial unity. I think we have to say racial unity because that's something we haven't seen, but it is in a form. Um, Underground Railroad, Civil Rights Movement, cultures, people coming together for racial unity. But we keep saying, "Yo, I want to, I want to do racial reconciliation." I'm like, "Well, if." If we do history, what are we going back to? What are we reconciling to? We you can't reconcile, reconcile to something was first reconciled. So like, what are we reconciling mm-hmm. back to? If we go back, we go back to division, because that's how we started. We started out us versus them. So it's it's not reconciliation. You and I were friends. Our lives have been together. We can disagree and not speaking. Like I need to reconcile, Andrew. I want to go back and I want to mm-hmm. get back to what we were. I want that friendship again. How do I reconcile with a stranger? So I think in this moment, I just want to build with people that want racial unity mm-hmm. because that's something we can create. Now, if we can come together in this generation and we can, we can get in front of this and we can pass laws and our generation can change it. Then our children's and our children's children, they can say, we, when they get when they veer off, they can reconcile to what we create today. We don't have nothing to reconcile. If we reconcile, we're going back to Jim Crow. Right, we're going back to sixteen nineteen. We're going back sixteen nineteen. Like so, it's never been. What do what like you know when they say racial reconciliation? What is that? This country doesn't know that. So I think before we can get, before we can really do true, um, before we can really. Um, impact and really cre- create change. Honest change, real change. I think we 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 first need to understand what are we trying to accomplish, because if we're putting all our time, talents, and efforts for racial reconciliation, I think we're we're chasing our tails. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think we need unity. That's what we can go to, and and I'm not. And again, I, I'm the guy that screamed racial reconciliation more than anyone. It just really hit me of when you breaking breaking that down. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's just where my heart is today, man. I know we jumped straight in. We didn't do no no pre-service, nothing. But it, <laughs> that's just where I've been, man, as far as just like, uh, Quantel, what do you, how do we move forward? And when I say forward, it's like, let's not get past the hurt, the pain. Let's deal with it. But I, I, I've seen now on a lot of people like, hey, just get over this and let's be unified. And I was like, hey, I, I, I'm with that. I, I'm for unity. But we can't get to the 12th floor without going through 8, 9, and 10. I believe the problem is that we, we're we all just trying to jump to unity. We're all just trying to <laughs> jump. Well, we have to deal with 16, 19. We have to deal with Jim Crow. We have to deal with oppression. We have to deal with police brutality. And let's talk about it. Let's be honest about it. And then let's move to unity. But you 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 got to go through... You got to go through 9, 10, 11 before you can arrive on the 12th floor. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for these conversations because they're more than a conversation. They're more. They're, they're steps. It's practical steps. Today is a conversation. Tomorrow is a program. The next, the following day, it's a reality. It's our new, it's, it's our new reality that, wow, these conversations, these hard conversations sparked what our kids and what we can live in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've really had to check myself because me too, I've been throwing racial reconciliation around like, yeah, this is what we need. This is my heart. This is what I want. And it's like, I didn't even consider what that word meant. It just sounded like everyone coming together in unity yeah <laughs> but, but the brass tacks of it is like the words we use are important yeah the words that we use are so important to the movement and what we're trying to accomplish uh reconciliation i mean the definition the restoration of friendly relationships there was no well, friendly well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah we got to build something brand new we're building something that has not existed in this country. Yeah. So, and it's, it's going to take all hands. Yeah, man. So so you when you say we have to build something brand new, and I think that's going to cause uh, two sides to forfeit some things, to really forfeit some things. I had a conversation last night, and a guy said, you know, Germany, why, why the Holocaust and with the Jewish people? He said Germany lost. They lost, so you know things had to change because they lost. He said in America they didn't lose, and then it was like, well, hold on, they did lose the Civil War. It's like, yeah, they lost the Civil War, mm -hmm. and in the same year when um, they lost, Jim Crow was born. They didn't accept defeat, <laughs> so it was like. We're never going to admit or give up or, or just change our minds about you being our property. I'm never going to accept the fact that I am not superior to you anymore by law. So it's it's that it's that white supremacy. It's that um, systemic racism that empowers an individual to say, I can take your life and go home and I won't be charged for three weeks. Because the, the who the system empowered him to feel that way. We live in a in a world where you can murder someone, and when the law enforcement pull up, you can just tell them what happened. I was he reached for my gun. Oh, okay, thank you for being honest. Oh wow. So I can run in the bank and say, the money fell in my lap. <laughs> he said, oh, okay. You know, uh, nine, what is it, nine-tenths of the law's possession? You're in possession of a dead body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, people's civil rights are being violated. You know, you, you see someone and say, hey, this country... If, if this country could demonstrate, I believe, what it, what it says it stands for on paper, this would be the greatest country on earth. You know, if you get charged with something, a young innocent, I don't have, somebody don't, you don't have to speak in trial. You don't have to say anything. 
Because you're innocent. They have to prove you guilty. You don't have to prove you're innocent. They have to prove you guilty. You, you, you are entitled to due process. You have a right to, to stand in court and deny and plead not guilty to anything somebody accused you of in this country. So when you are pulled over and somebody, you're, you're, you're detained because they believe you, you've done a crime, they then hand you a sentence and carry out the execution. So when you are pulled over on the side of the road and you're detained and you are basically sentenced to death without your day in court, without them proving your guilt, that's violation of your civil rights. It's vigilante justice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like these people don't get a due process. They don't get to stand before a jury of their peers. So you don't have to prove them guilty. Even the Bible says, let it be two, three witnesses. Like, let it be established. So it's, it's just like, man, civil rights are really being violated. Like, um, guy Sean, uh, it was a, I believe, Hispanic guy, African American guy, and a, a Caucasian lady, all were murdered during these protests. Hmm. You know, one, I believe one lady, I, I don't want to butcher anyone's name. So sorry for forgive me. You know. They have a right to peaceful protest. And uh, I was a part of uh, a protest, two rallies, a peaceful one. It was I was there. It was peaceful. It was beautiful. And uh, this chief of police came out. I spoke with the chief of police. I spoke with the mayor. And uh, some of them were in riot gear. They were ready to go. And I was talking a good relationship with this officer. Not a respect for him. I'm not going to say his name because, you know, I don't know if he wants his name out there like that we were talking we were having a great time he doesn't stand these police does not agree they condemn what happened in minneapolis they said that was you know that was murder that is not what we're trying to do it was just it was just condemning it and um somebody asked me well, like why are y'all out here like this you know why are y'all in this gear and you're this and that he was like i'm here because i want to protect your first amendment you have a right to be out here and i was like wow so you're not here to contain it. You're not here to control it. It's like, you have a right to protest. And I'm here to make sure nobody violates that right. And I was like, wow, like, never, just, you know, me, I never really saw, when I see a protest and I see the cops, I'm like, they're not out there making sure nobody, that these people can exercise their right. It looks like they're out there to take that right away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just what it looks like, you know, and I'm not and I'm not a guy that that's, oh, I've been a part of marches. I've been a, a part of protesting. It was just one cop was like, I'm here because I want to make sure you guys can peacefully protest and nobody takes that right away from you. And I was like, but dang, on my on my app, on my phone, on these on Twitter, on Facebook, it looks like they're trying to stop. them. So, you know, bro. What do, what do we do right here? What do we do? I believe I believe civil rights are being violated for human beings. You know, people are being killed and uh, are, I, I don't, I want to be fair. Are they peaceful protesters? I've seen some that don't look real peaceful. I've seen some people like are really exploiting the life and memory of these victims this is not your time to go steal a TV, bro. Like, this is not, like, like we got to be careful too, man. Like, that's dangerous. Like, oh, some George Floyd's passed away. His daughter lost the father. Somebody lost the son. Um, Brianna. Um, Ahmad. Yo, this is my time to, like, burn and take things. So, I get it, but it's like, I think, they're, they're, I don't want their memory to get lost in a, in a Target, mm-hmm. in, a, in a Walmart, 
by Best Buy. You know, I think um, we we need to we we need to try our best to honor them a little better, and that's for every that's for everybody that's out there. That's for every race that's out there. Let's not forget why we're out there, because when we when we act crazy, and we give them video to put out, like I saw uh, some Caucasian people spray painting and doing things. I saw some African Americans doing things. I saw Hispanics doing, and I'm like, don't don't let them off the hook. Don't don't let them off the hook. Don't let them make this about a TV. Don't let them don't mm. don't, don't let them make mm. it. Don't give them ammunition to make it about a building. Let's keep the main thing the main thing here. So that's that's it. You know, people say I don't you know, when you look at uh when you look at what's going on, you say this looting has to stop. I'm sorry about George Floyd, but this looting has to stop. You should say no. Sorry about your property, but the killing of innocent Black men has to stop. The innocence of killing people, of killing unarmed men, women, period, has to stop. And I'm sorry about your TV. But let's be clear, guys. Everything they take is insured. (laughs) Everything they're taking and destroying, the, the owners will be getting a check. They can get a new building. They can, you know, and that doesn't make it right. The only thing that can't be given back is the life that's that's been taken but it just shows the priorities Mm -hmm. it shows the value of money over people Mm. which is just so inherently evil like the attitude that i try and approach everything with is people are more important than things yeah like if i'm in a studio session with you it's more important to me that we leave with a stronger friendship stronger connection feeling better than when we came in to it yeah and it's the same with you who i have a deep friendship with or just a random person that i'm in the studio with yeah uh i think it's awful how so many different news sources are trying to discredit the movement for justice with with those trivial and trite distractions they're like snapping over here just trying to get people to look at it the other way like the first thing i saw was they were saying that, oh, these, you know, these protests are turning into riots and they're looting and these are just a bunch of thugs. Yeah. And it's like, how does like how does what someone's doing over here change the fact that this man wasn't given a proper trial? Yeah. And are you really saying that being accused of using a counterfeit twenty dollar bill yeah. is worth being killed over? For anyone, period. Yeah, like yeah, that's hard for it. That's you see people say, "Well, what did he do?" I'm like, to my knowledge, um, I could be. Please, uh, at me at uh, Quantel Lindsay if I'm wrong about this, but I don't think uh, Minnesota has a death penalty. So, nothing he did, yeah, warrants execution. And then people brought up, "Oh, well, look at these prior criminal charges," yeah. and he had fentanyl in his system, yeah. And they're trying to paint him like a again the word thug, mm-hmm. criminal. Yeah. I was like, okay, that still doesn't change the fact that he was not given due process, that he was executed vigilante style. Yeah. By the police. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's such a it's such a uh, a Hitler move to try to discredit somebody <sighs> via the media because before the Holocaust. He was, he was, I believe he was bashing them in the media. He was, it was beginning to break them down. So if you can keep painting someone as the monster, if you can keep making someone uh, paint them as the monster, and he has a criminal record, and you just constantly keep putting the, this image the propaganda. of the propaganda of him, then somehow you can, somehow you find it in you to, that it's probably okay that he was smothered. He suffocated. He would, somebody stepped on his neck until he couldn't breathe. Because look, he has been in jail before. Look, he has messed yeah. up before. And it's like, so when you share his 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 prior arrest records and his criminal history, and, and let's be clear, what is a criminal history? Having a run-in with the law? Are you arrested one time and then you're you're a criminal? Like what what is that? So we share that and I'm like, 
okay. Oh, yeah. Like, I I mean, was he convicted? Okay, if he was, then he has to wear that. If he if he was found guilty, if he was arrested. I don't know. I'm not his lawyer, but I'm saying you're saying that to say what? <laughs> you're sharing that for what? Like, what is why? And how do we dive into the victim? It's the same thing that happened with uh, Trayvon Martin case. Like, if you follow that case with George Zimmer, Trayvon, Trayvon Martin was, uh, he was on trial. He wasn't even present. I've, I've, it was heartbreaking. Like, he was on trial. And it's like, I, I've never seen a, a place where the victim, despite your color, how can I be the victim and the villain? <laughs> like, how can I be the victim and the villain? Like, and so when they, when they, when they pull that, I call it, um, you know, I call it the Hitler move, man. When you when you when you try to discredit someone via the media, man, I I mean, we saw that with the with the Holocaust, man. And started beginning to blame them for everything that was wrong, begin to bash them, begin to change people's minds. So when you when you put them in a gas chamber, you know, so it's. That's crazy. It's actually disgusting, man. And uh, so I can't go to jail. I can't be arrested. And if I and if I am arrested, and if I have spent did a little time in jail, my life is of less value. So because I've been arrested before, I don't need due process. Yeah, man. So going back to something you said, like I feel like we have reached critical mass with talking about these issues. Like the time for talking is over. And what we're seeing is actual, like people are starting to write specific demands and points of action that we want to see. And that's the right move. But Mm. I think it's also important to note that there are so many stories that have not been told that deserve to be told. If for nothing else, like from my perspective, illuminating the depth and the breadth of this issue to white people yeah whose radar is not on like i in the last couple days i've read so many stories about people in the military people that are in you know sports locker rooms gyms and just absolutely atrocious horrifying things that have happened to black and brown people and and those stories deserve to be told and those people deserve dignity the victims is what i'm saying um but like at at some point we can we can talk about these things and write them we can soothe ourselves just by talking about them instead of taking action yeah i i think you um i think we have to now we have to be quiet and and get to moving I believe we have to put out programs. We have to, the church has to create, we have a conference for almost everything in the church. You can go to a conference and you want to speak in tongues, they got a conference for you. I I just want to ask right now, do we want to go down this road? We're going. Let's go. Good, I'm in Um, the car. Yeah, I'm in the car. Uh, (laughs) You know, we, you have a conference for everything. You have a conference to be able to speak in tongues. You have a conference of a women's conference. You have a youth conference. I mean, they have a fit conference, a first impressions team. You can go and three day conference and learn how to greet people when they walk in. We have a security conference. We have everything. Social media conference. Social oh. media conference. We have uh, consultants. We have executive pastor where they they just bit produce it. But where is our conference for racial unity? Because let you keep telling, not you, but let's just speak to America and let's speak to the Church of America. Every time we see a George Floyd issue, it's not a race problem, it's a sin problem. We have, um, we have awareness for human trafficking. When it comes to injustice and, uh, and police brutality, it's a sin problem. But hum- human trafficking, people need to be arrested, people need to be tried, they need to be mm. put away. That's just a sin problem. Well, open up the prisons because it's all a sin problem. (laughs) 
we 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 have conferences and we raise resources and we will t- people will be in your face wanting a donation to go all the way to Africa to feed a little black boy but walk past 80 little black boys on their way to church like it's 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 it's, it's like you'll go to you'll go across the water and build a church and get good pictures look at the village we build a church we got clean water there and it's like what are you doing in the inner city you didn't have to you didn't have to travel that far to impact lives but go still go but if you dig in a well over there but won't donate over here what are we doing it makes us feel good that's why we hashtag things. That's why we, you know, Blackout Tuesday, and it just make us feel good. But we're not, we're not gonna donate money. We're not gonna send money to a cause. We're not gonna, we're not gonna dedicate and create a conference. We're not gonna create awareness. Let's be honest. For most of them, they just ready for this to blow over. On to the next. No, it's been three weeks. Now it's enough's enough. It's been three weeks. Got to get back on the teaching schedule. Yeah, we got the series planned. Yeah, and it's just preach, just preach Christ. You know what I mean? Just preach Christ. You know what I mean? Just preach Christ. And and that is. We, we preach Christ. And we do. And we we have to have compassion. We have to have empathy. And we have to mobilize. We have to do something. So I just want to, going forward, organizations and churches, I just want to get invited to a, a, a conference on racial unity. You know, I get, you get invited to speak. Like, I'm with it. And I love all the other conferences. Please, uh, y'all can call me. I want to come to those, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love the kingdom. I love the church. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, I just want to raise awareness. Like, okay, you know, um, we have to do things and we have to create programs and systems because today it's a conversation, tomorrow's a program. And if we do not do something after this, we need uh we need to pass certain laws to hold our uh police accountable. We need to we need to put, you know. We need a we need a law passed, and we need to have a mandatory sentencing for these type of these are starting to look like hate crimes. These are not these these are far from accidents. This this is starting to look a little little scheduled. This is starting to look a little repetitive. This yeah, is, like this is not third degree murder. Yeah, this is starting to look a little like man. You know what I'm saying? Like whoa, hold on, man. This is like. Look at the numbers, man. We're in a four, what, four, like hundreds. I mean, like hundreds. I was at one protest. They were screaming like 464. And I was like, what are they saying? It's like, that's how many people. Mm-hmm. I was like, what, this year? Like, whoa, come on, man. This is starting to look like extermination. Yeah, so. Man, I just want to go on the record and say this. I am so disappointed in churches yeah. during all this yeah so disappointed yeah. and i just think we have our priorities mixed up we're in the safety cycle yeah we don't care about the right things we don't prioritize the right things no and mm. i bite my tongue so often on this issue because be um just it's it's that bro i'm right there with you man that's why and that pause um guys that you keep hearing from andrew and i it's that what can we say that you haven't heard and god i want to say the right thing but when when is enough enough for people to say man white supremacy is not real and systematic racism yeah you just get over it dylan roof man Walked in a church in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Prayed, worshipped with them, and then pulled out a weapon and killed nine people. He was not only apprehended alive, was taken into custody, but he was also taken to Burger King (laughs) before. Like, like, the slap in the face that he killed nine African Americans and just was taken alive 
Okay, that's that's cool. Like, and then taking the Burger King. Talk about having it your way. <laughs> Talk about having it your way. Yo, and 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 George Floyd and Ahmad is white 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 supremacy don't exist. He killed nine people. Not only. But he was taking the Burger King. Yeah. It's all the mass shooters. It's for some reason these cops have enough training and enough discipline to, to take in mass shooters alive. But they are so afraid of an unarmed black man that they pulled over in a traffic stop. We, we got to be honest. Come on, y'all. Kill nine people. Arrested. Not a... Nobody fears for their life when they run up on him. He just killed nine people. And then after he's cuffed, he go gets Burger King. You... you. Man. I'm hungry. I just want to know, like, did he say he was hungry or did y'all ask, was he hungry? Hey, are you hungry? You slaughter nine people. And he's taking the Burger King. Yeah. Welcome to America. So, if you, if you, if you don't see that, if you don't see that, Three weeks is enough. Now we need to get back. Bro, we've been going through this for 400 years, bro. Buckle up. Your world's been upside down for three weeks. We've been figuring out, trying to figure out how to stay alive through this month since we got here. Come on, man. So at this point, bro, it's disgusting. You know? And we... It hurts, but it hurts. It hurts ten times over, man. When um, the voice, who should have the voice of reason, the voice of justice and peace, and and justice should be on their hearts, is the church. Is the church, and it's so many, it's so many churches right now that I feel like, man, you are so committed to your political party. Man, you are so committed in pulling the rug over this issue that you will not call this what it is. And I'm super grateful for every pastor, leader, artist, athlete of all different races in particular. And let me shout out to all my Caucasian brothers and sisters who's out there with them, who's speaking up, who's making this an issue, because what I'm not going to do is sit here and lump everybody in. You know, but I, I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful to them. I'm grateful for everybody that's saying this is this is a human problem, and I'm team human. <laughs> you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. this, this isn't right. We have a problem. And we have to keep in mind, if a few individuals can get us here, a few individuals can get us out. When somebody like, what can I do? I'm just Andrew. I'm just Quantel. What change can I make? Well, if four cops can turn Minneapolis upside down, I, I think 100 got a good chance. <laughs> to You see what I'm saying? Like People like, what can I do? Well, if one person, four people can cause all this, what, what can 500 do? So when you think mm. I'm just one person, we give you, you have the power as an individual to ruin some stuff, but an individual don't know they have power <laughs> to fix some stuff, to change some stuff. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, that's what we are. Because it's so easy to sit on a pew with somebody and worship the same Jesus. And, and we tolerate each other and we accept each other based on what we believe. See, based on what we believe, we can fellowship together. See, we both believe in the Messiah. We both believe in the risen Christ. We believe in the Savior. We believe in Genesis through Revelation. We're both kingdom. We, we identify as a Christian. 
and I, I see you every Sunday. And I, hey, brother, how are you? Give me a hug, man. It's fellowship. I love you based on what we believe. Friendship, I love you based on who you are. See, I go to a diverse church. Yeah. You don't have a diverse meal. Your kids don't have, you, you don't, you don't, you go to a, a, a church once a week with, with different people. That's fine. But your neighborhood don't look like your church. And half the time your church don't look like the world. And, and go worship where you want to worship. I'm just saying, let's not mistake fellowship with friendship. And I know we say that, you know, BLM, you know, Black Lives Matter. In the kingdom, I'm I'm gonna say BLM as well, and I'm with that. It does black life does matter, but black leadership matters too. Show me your staff. Show me your staff, pastor, bishop. How what's it? Where's the diversity on your staff? Catch this though. Show me your staff, but not your drummer, or your music director. <laughs> Yeah, show me your counsel. Show me your counsel. Show me your staff that speaks. <laughs> that's Dude, drummer is going to knock so many people out. Oh, my Lord. Playing. Guess who? Show me your staff that can speak to your congregation on a regular that has a voice in your church, that's a leader in your church. Show me your staff, and they're not a secretary, they're not an MD, and they're not a drummer. That actually has agency in moving the ship. And move the ship and has a voice. Show me. Post a picture. Now taking submissions at Quantel Lindsay. At Quantel Lindsay, <laughs> please help me. And the only thing, you he can't be your drummer. He <laughs> can't be a DM. He has to be a voice. That's too good. So many, yeah. Dude, I've just personally been I've led worship in so many churches that just had a black drummer. Yeah. And they were paid to be there. So there wasn't, I mean, it wasn't even, if there's a degree less than fellowship, it was like, I mean, it was a job. Yeah. So it wasn't even like authentic. Yeah. And and that's community. what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I love pastors that, um, that are forward moving and, and um, bringing in people and hiring people. But we we have to we have to have a form of leadership there, and that's just what you know. Shout out to all my pastors that that has that. I'm not, you know. It's just what it is. Like a lot of people, if they do that, if they look at their staff and say, "Whoa, no drummer, no musician. Oh, oh, I don't have black leadership matters." You know, so, you know, especially uh, in, in, in the city uh, uh, of Chattanooga, you know, it'd be, we need to see more successful, powerful men that look like, you know, growing up, I, 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 need, I never realized how, how big and how important representation was. But, man, it's hard to, to break the shackles of your brain when you... You go to a lawyer, he don't look like you. You go stand before a judge, he don't look like you. The cop don't look like you. The pastor don't look like you. Like, the, you, you put on a movie, the Christ, the, the guy they got playing Jesus don't look like you. The guy they got playing I mean, it doesn't Paul, even look like Jesus. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't look, look like, like Jesus. Jesus. He's like, he don't even look like <laughs> Jesus. Like, it's just like, man, like, you get on the movies, like, everything about y'all are just powerful, righteous, like, Man, like, dang, like, mm -hmm. your churches look like malls, you know, like, dang, and, and <sighs> golly, and, we, you know, we we still got the, 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 the brick, and the brick, the, the temple, the plantation front in most community churches, it's just like, whoo, you know what I mean, like, it's, it's rough, so when I, when, when, what I'm saying at the church Please, if all you're gonna do is raise money and awareness to to go in the hoods and pass out things and tell them Jesus love them, it just seems like 
you are so ready in, in, in you are so ready to preach to us. Dude, I just had an idea. What's up? Okay, here's the challenge for churches now. Yeah. Price out the money it would take for airfare mm-hmm. and your service costs to go to Africa, to go to South America. Yeah. Raise that money and then spend it in your community. Spend it in, in the inner community. city. Take the $2,500 plane ticket that everyone's willing to donate to. Yeah. Raise that money and invest it in your community. Yeah. Invest it, in, invest it into your community. And the thing is, um, we, we, we extremely, in this, in this state, in this state that we're in as a country, we have to be very careful how we, how we minister. And right now we have to minister from a place of love. We have to be rooted in scripture. We have to come from the scripture, but we can't, and this is going to sound backwards. I don't know if this makes sense, but I'm going to speak my heart because I'm talking to a friend. We can't just keep throwing scripture on it. We, we, we can't just, we can't go on business as usual. You know, we, we have to try our best to look through the lens of scripture, but people are hurting right now. And, and, and I believe Jesus has something to say. I believe men and women of God need to be a voice in this time and an echo. But I believe how we respond to this as a church, as we create programs, we start saying, hey, we're going to take a piece of our budget to invest yearly into this community. So that's what I mean by like, stop putting John 316 on everything. Like, stop like, oh, this is a good scripture to fit this time and start really living this thing out. And, and I believe when you can when you can show the work you're doing in inner cities and when you can show the work you're doing in communities, then we can when you pull up scripture, we just don't feel like me just try to throw scripture on it. You're just trying to throw Jesus on it. And Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the solution. He is. It's the end all be all. I'm with you. If he's the twelfth floor and we're all trying to get there. <laughs> What about three, four, five, and six? Why was George Floyd knowingly or unknowingly in possession of a counterfeit 20? But we've been in COVID. The, the economy is collapsing. It, people were struggling. It, that, that 1,200 didn't go that far. And a lot of people wasn't even, come on, bro, let's be real. A lot of that money didn't even get to everybody like that. Let's just, we can go, we can, you know what I'm saying? We can be real. Let's be real. We, a lot of people, a lot of independent businesses, and let's be real, a lot of, it was, a lot of black business didn't even receive funds. So, and I'm just saying for anybody, man, if, if anybody is caught with a, with a fake 20 or 50 right now in the midst of what's going on, man, people are struggling. What is 40, like how many millions of people on unemployment? Well, he shouldn't have had a counterfeit 20. Like, bro, you, you, even in the midst of COVID, you're still like, come on, man. We, we, we had a, we had a law. The the country was shut down for social distancing because you didn't want to get close to people. But the hate that was in that man's heart was like, social distancing's out the way. You know what I'm saying? So you just look, man, at so many things, man. I just want moving forward, man. I, I, I'm willing to, and I want to say, I'm not trying to bash no ch- any churches. I'm not trying to point out. That's why I, I'm willing to help. Any church, any pastor that's listening, like, yo, Q, I, I, I want to do more. How do I do more, man? Hit me up. I want to, I want to help. I want, I want to see the church win. I want to see the church have a voice in this. I don't want to see the black church thrive. I don't want to see the white church thrive. I want to see the church. I don't want to see the Hispanic church. I want to see the church be in front of this. I want to be, I want to see the church have programs that say, you know what? We're going to invest in them. We're going to pour into them. We're going to, we're going to try to even out the playing field. Because there are Caucasian Americans present today that did not have a hand in this struggle, did not create the system that is oppressing 
minorities. They did not have owned one slave. They did nothing. But it is Caucasian brothers and sisters today that are benefiting mm-hmm. off that system. They don't. Some don't know it. Some want to give it back. Some weep for it. It is so. Let's just move forward and, and try to balance it out. But don't. Let's go sports here. Don't have the the. Don't have the night the the dream team the Olympic dream team. Don't have five All Star basketball players, and come to my rec league, and tell me, well, you just got to play better. When they put up two hundred, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like we, you just got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. What if I don't have boots? Like like we just we just have to be honest about that, man. So I I I just want to see the church prevail out of this. I want to see justice. I want to see um, communities, man, I want to see communities gentrified in the right way. Yeah. So what it makes me think of when you're talking about just throwing scripture on everything is like we do this in the church so much with making signs and just post it up like God is love. Jesus loves you. And if you show up to one of these protests with a sign like that, that's the equivalent of saying all lives matter. Like saying God loves you just shows how out of connection you are with the culture, with what's happening. Show up with some food. Yeah. Show up with some PPE, some masks. Show up with something on the ground. Yeah. Man, I I said that, um, not that, but I said it in a song years ago when I, I, it was a song titled Letter to My Dad. And I was like, Pops, you taught me right from wrong. I just wish you showed me right from wrong. And it was like, like you just said, yeah, Jesus loves you. Yeah, just demonstrate that. Like, it's where the church has got to do what the church is famous for. It got to stop doing right now in this moment. The church has to be quiet. What? Church got to be quiet. Cause we've been talking and we've been preaching and we've been singing. Don't be hearers of the word, but doers. Sound was nice. Sound was sound was nice. Sandwich would have been nicer. <laughs> sound was nice. Those masks would have been nicer. Your march beside me was beautiful. Thank you for your courage. Then go back to your community and create a program that helps stop this. Don't 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 tell the lady that don't tell the victim of domestic violence that you, that you care and you're sorry it happened, but you don't give her a one eight hundred number. You don't give her tools to make sure it doesn't happen again. That that's all. That that's my heart. Black lives matter. Yeah, I believe it. I I, I pray that I, I pray that police will begin to believe it and live it, but it. It needs to matter too when a black life is handing you an application. Can black living matter? Can he make a living? Can he get a real salary? Can he get can he can he get in a real position to take care of his kids? Can can we black lives matter so I black opportunities have to matter? Black comfort. Black Yeah. So so that's that's my that's my heart when I'm like black lives matter for me is it has to matter before the hashtag if you I don't know how many times I got told in an interview we just don't have experience you just don't have work experience well, guys, if you if you know me, if you don't know me, again, for my 43 fans that know, <laughs> I was self-employed from, from 12, 13 to, <laughs> you, you know, um, I wasn't always 
good guy. You know what I mean? I, um, I, so now I, I never really worked for anyone. I worked for myself and I lived good. I, I, I was, I wasn't, I didn't know Jesus and I was living that way. So when I when 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 I wanted to grow up, I wanted to man up, and I wanted to to take care of my family and do the right thing, Spike Lee. And when I was in these interviews, and I was like, "No, I can't hire you because you don't this you don't have work experience." And I told a lady one time, I said, "Before you tell me no for this job, I want you to know that if you if you don't hire me, you're firing me." And you're telling me no for the next three interviews I got lined up. She said, that's not fair. Why do you say that? I said, because they're all going to tell me I don't have work experience. Until somebody let me earn work experience, I will never have work experience. I said, you cannot. You got to hire me. And you, it may not work out because I don't have work experience but I have to have a form of work experience. If you tell me no today, you're telling me no tomorrow and the next day. Not you, mm. but the next person I had the application to. If you don't let me earn, if you don't let me get work experience. Everybody told me I can't hire because you don't have work experience. I was like, well, how do I get work experience? And she said, wow. I never, wow. She was moved. And she still said, I can't hire you because you don't have work experience. So sorry if you're feeling, I'm not, I'm not really hype about your movement, your feelings, you're moved, you have compassion. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? We have a nonprofit organization for everything. Kick a cat. <laughs> Kick a cat. Kick a cat. You want to see law enforcement come down and you want to see people rally? Kick a cat. <laughs> starve a dog. Oh, man. You start, start, kick a, starve a dog. Same thing in movies. Bro. Yo, like, like you, come on, man. So we have organizations for everything. So we... We need organizations, we need programs, we need systems, we need conferences. This conversation, we have to be proactive and not reactive. We can't tell people all the time, man, the painkiller when you're hurting, the painkiller is good because you're in pain and the doctor give you a painkiller and you're numb to the pain. Whatever's in that pill, lies to your brain and tell you you're not hurting anymore. You're hurting, you just can't feel it. And we take the painkiller. Now the antibiotic doesn't relieve you of your pain, but it's the best thing for the infection. It's what's fighting off, it's fighting what caused you pain. See the painkiller just numbs you from the pain. The antibiotic gets to the root of what's causing you pain. It's cleaning out the infection. It's getting to the bottom of it. It's doing the hard thing. But while it's fighting to rid you of what's causing you pain, sometimes it hurts so much we just want to take the painkiller and never get better. Your blackout Tuesday, your hashtags without work is your painkiller, America. The system, the programs, is the antibiotic getting to the root of the infection. But the thing it, but the antibiotic doesn't lie to you. You gotta, you gotta watch the antibiotic work. Deal with the pain, in knowing in this direction we're getting better. What does it mean? You gotta have hard conversations. What does that mean? You gotta have hard conversations. You gotta, you you can't. You can't be easily offended on both sides. I have to listen to you. I have to learn from you. You have to learn from me. It's a long process, but that's how we get rid of the infection that's in our that's in our country, that's in our America. But if we keep, it's a good sermon. If we keep, it was a hashtag. Let's move on. Or we get off social media and we don't want to see the news because it keeps smacking us in the face. 
and we take the painkiller route, we'll just live with the infection. Yeah. We're infected. A thought I had was if anyone out there is wondering what actionable steps you can do, so many resources, just Google it. Just Google it and find something. Sign the petition for Brianna Taylor. That situation is ludicrous and ridiculous and we need to change those cases and those outcomes for the future. Yeah. Our black brothers and sisters demand better. They deserve better. And then, if you want to get really deep in it, we need to reverse engineer society. We need to look at where do we want to be and then trace it back. So we keep using the elevator analogy. We want to get to floor 12. Yeah. Okay, what are the incremental changes that need to happen to get from 6 to 12? Yeah. And be specific. Yeah, that's real. Be specific about the goals. Because if we just keep talking and ideologizing, I don't even know what word that was. <laughs> it was good, Ideal- <laughs> It was good, brother. I was going to let you live, brother. I wasn't even going, what? Wait a minute. What was that? If we just live in that ideological space, then woe to us. Yeah, brother. I, I'm I'm with you 100%, man. Um, I am so with you, brother. When, uh, yo... I was part of two protesters, uh, two pro, again, like, what word was that? <laughs> we both did it. What? what? <laughs> um, the mayor came out, spoke with them. The people that possibly organized, I don't even think they realized it was him. I was like, uh, chief of police came out. I was like, here, I'm here to ask any questions. Any questions you have, every question I want to talk. That's successful, guys. That's the high, highest form of your local government. What if you don't? If you didn't have a ask, a want, a need, and pick his, and I was just like, yo, for everyone that didn't go up and speak to him, talk to him, share your heart, hear his heart, you should go home because you're a part of the pro- like. You want a moment. You want to burn something. You, nah, <laughs> nah, I can't rock with that. And that's just me. I'm gonna be honest. Because what are what are we out here for? What are you out here for? What am I out here for? We're out here to get the attention. Like, like, do you want a solution? Let's let's be real. I don't like calling colors, but let's say it for the concept. Black America, white America, do we want a solution? Because we can keep finding something to fight about. That's easy. Go to your government with a list of demands. Ask for laws to be passed to protect you. We might got to look at all these amendments and laws and and, and, and criminal reform. Thing. We let's, let's look at it and demand systematic change. I'm not concerned with individual racism. I keep telling people that. I was at the when I was at the protest, it was a it was a guy, Caucasian guy in a truck rolled his window down and pulled off and was like, you can't breathe, ha, 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 on a sign. Yelling out racial slurs with a with a Trump flag, a, a, a rebel flag, and a, and, a, and, a, and a, then somebody came with an American flag. Fuss and cussing. And I was like, guys, that's he, he said something and did 90 in his car. That's, that's, that's corny. That's, he can't. No, and that's individual racism. I'm actually... I could really care less about you not liking me. Again, bro, it's your Bobby Brown. That's your prerogative. I don't care. What's what what's hindering us? Systematic racism. The reason why you didn't get the job. The reason why you didn't get the contract. The reason why you didn't get the loan for your business. That's that's the whole thing where we we do we're not getting. We have to get in the system. The system is affected. Because we're not mayors. You're not congressmen. You're not you're not the governor. 
you're not passing the laws to protect your civil rights. Man, listen. Individual racism, public racism, somebody that's straight up racist and you know it and he made you aware, now you know. But man, that person you work with every day that's smiling your face, and in his heart he's racist, scary. It's dangerous. That person you prayer with every every Wednesday, and this is mm -hmm. my prayer warrior, and they feel, they feel in their heart everything he said and pulled off. I actually say, you're weird, you're corny, but you were bra you you let me know where you stood. If you don't, if you believe there's systemic oppression against people of color and minorities and African Americans in this country, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Thank you for being a part of the movement. Thank you for exercising your voice. Thank you for standing with us. Thank you for blacking out Tuesday. Thank you for sharing and caring. But go donate. And and listen, people saying, Quantel, what can I do? I don't know. I'm find a fight. Find a fight. My fight, I'm, I want to raise my family. I want to raise my sons. I want to be an example. I want to push my, for, my, my, my community forward. I want to be a voice, not an echo. I want to I I stand for what's right because I want to model what I want my son, how I want him to navigate through life. Mm -hmm. I want to be honest. I want to move in integrity. I, I want to I set an example. I want to have compassion. I want to deal in love. I want to be team human. And I'm and I'm gonna voice my opinion when I see racial injustice, discrimination of, of any of, of anybody, of anyone in this country, because that's just who I am. But your fight may not be out there with them. Your fight may be I regularly donate to this cause. I believe in it. I believe in this organization. My family, we have committed to giving something once a month to them. I've committed to 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 sponsoring this. I, I want to know. I'm in my community. How? It's going to take civil rights. It was so many ways to fight. You could sit in, boycott, but they needed resources. So so if you care, pick an organization. Get on the front line. Get in back of the line. Get ahead of the line. But get in line. So if you care, it has to be more than the hashtags on social media because that's easy. Sign those petitions. Keep going. Keep going. And if and if your fight was, well, what are you doing to to to, to even out the playing field? Man, I, I give a little every month to an organization. I sign every petition. I, I, I share. I try to be, I try to care, but I also with my local community to see what I can do to help. But when we don't have programs, when we don't have systems, we're and we just can share something. We're just making. We care. We care. It's the uh, and I'm. I'll wrap up right here. When you have a food bank, when you're connected, and I'm connected with an organization that has a food bank, and you can go there and it's open and you can go get food free of charge. Now, that storehouse is not going to eliminate hunger in that city or county. It just has, they just committed to combat it. They have just committed to fight against hunger. They just committed to have their resources, their time, their partnership, their, 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 everything they do is to keep food here so kids, families don't go to bed hungry. Mm -hmm. Now, because they can't eliminate hunger in that city, some would say just just give up. But because they said, well, we're going to fight. And we're going to spend every day of our life fighting to strengthen this storehouse, to keep food in here for people that's hungry. I'm more subscribed to that model opposed to just giving out turkeys on Thanksgiving. I'm more subscribed to trying to do something and sow into something that even if the storehouse is open three days a week, year-round, though, Opposed to just giving a turkey one day a week and like nobody's going hungry today. But we could put those resources into maybe we could do it three days a week 
so this and that. So I believe church has done great with doing those things consistently. Consistently, But I, I just want to see out of all this programs and acts of kindness and love to, to demonstrate our hearts. Mm -hmm. Just demonstrate that we care. That's all. When you give, when you sign a petition, when you share, when you hashtag, when you go out there with them, when you feed the hungry, you're just demonstrating you care. And you're just trying to put the character of God. So thank you to everybody that cares, that's trying to figure out how to how to kill this this demonic, this demon, this demonic thing called racism. Division. Thank you. Uh, as an African-American man, I don't speak for everybody because we're not monolithic, but as for me and my house, thank you. <laughs>